Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. take the show. It's all her. And here we go. Jim Fannin Show. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. I try to be here even if I'm wounded like tonight. Both physically and mentally. Mostly mentally. Like it if you like it. Share it. And comment if you hate it. Give me some hate speech if you don't like it. Aight. Now, my guest tonight is none other than... You know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I've had a hard day. Like, I don't know. My blood has just been, like, racing all day. I, you know when the... All the people call and they're like, uh, you're getting fined. You're getting a summons. You're going to jail. Uh, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, have you read the news? Here comes the articles. One after another, after another, after another. And well, I'm still here. I didn't answer the door. I was actually broadcasting when the bylog dildos came to my door. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for joining hey. me today. Don't mind my foul uh, mouth or my, uh, what do you call those things? Those side roads you drive down that you never want to be associated with? You're like, oh, geez. I agreed to do Jim Fannin's show, and oh. he got talking about some wild-ass shit I don't want to even be associated with. You know what I mean? I well, a- I, I'm hoping we can get into the, the wild and wacky tonight because you wouldn't believe what the government is up to. All right, hit us with it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if, we can, if, if you want to jump right in, then, yeah, then hit we'll, it. let's go for it, guys. Uh, it. Saturday, the 17th of April is the 39th anniversary of our Canadian Constitution and uh, part one of our Constitution is Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and so we want to celebrate this just like the federal government celebrates this every year because it's one of their crowning achievements actually and the Constitution is what gives Canada the power to control Canada so if we have a don't have a Constitution or that comes into question it also comes into question who's in control of Canada. So uh, to make sure the Constitution is alive and well, let's go and uh, enact it. Let's go and exercise our constitutional right of uh, freedom of assembly and freedom of association. So that's that's the big thing I want to say. And however you want to do that, you know, however you want to get constitutional, I say go for it. 
Yeah, what do you think the uh, chilling effect of these fines and summonses that have gone out today are going to have an uh, are going to have effect wise on on the celebrations or demonstrations or protests or whatever you want to call it on Saturday now, in Niagara Falls? What I'm going to say is the people who read the substandard to begin with are already the people who aren't going to come, and so it just reinforces it for those people, and they're like, okay, good, you know, they got fined, and that's that's something. Um, and it will scare off some people, but you know what? It's going to come out quite soon that these summons are really don't mean much. Uh, then there'll be a hearing and then possibly a trial. But seeing as how we have a constitution and a charter of rights and what I'm going to get into, um, even during a, a time of declared emergency, our emergency management and civil protection act in Ontario says, <laughs> Uh, that it has to be done in a way that is subject to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And it says it has to be done in a way that limits its intrusiveness. That's what the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act lays out. So when you go to obey a stay-at-home order that's been made under Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act, but you don't obey like the actual legislation of that law. So Emergency Management Civil Protection Act, that went through a legislative process and was made a real law. These orders are just kind of drummed up and, and thrown out there. They're not challenging the courts. They haven't gone through due process. They don't see the legislative assembly. And, and just for all these people who are going, no, withstanding clause, no, withstanding clause, that actually has to be attached to the law. They have to tell you that it's not withstanding your rights. And that has to go through legislative assembly to be invoked. So we know these aren't going through the legislative assembly. They're not real laws. Uh, notwithstanding clause has not been invoked, which means our charter is alive and well. The notwithstanding clause says we can limit you when we go through due process and the legislative assembly gives us that permission to do so. They've done none of this. So if you're worried about a ticket, you don't have to be because it's completely unconstitutional. And uh, unlike your very public summons, mine was mine was quiet and only one person called me, uh, Michelle Brown, a bylaw officer to the stars. She gave me a call and offered me some documents that I didn't really want anything to do with. Little did I know it was a failure to comply summons. I did that. I have a hearing now on May 20th and I'm bringing all of this into question. I've asked for certain items of disclosure that I'll talk about more some of these things that why I truly believe and will stand behind the statement that they did this, they disobeyed the Emergency Management Civil Protection Act when they enacted it. When they signed the declaration of emergency, when it was recommended and when our Lieutenant Governor signed it, she's the one who says, yep, everything's here. I'm gonna show you right now actually what our declaration looks like. Okay, so this is just like some stamps. This is the title. We're in a, under emergency for two where statements and a therefore. Wow. And I'll read this for everyone because this is just nuts. Hmm. Whereas COVID-19 constitutes a danger of major proportions that could result in serious harm to persons. And whereas the criteria set out in subsection 7.0.1 subsection three of the act have been satisfied now, therefore, an emergency is hereby declared pursuant to section 0.1, sorry, section 7.0.1 of the act in the whole of the province of Ontario. That's it. That's what, that's, that's it. There's no report that goes with us that tells you how they satisfy the criteria. They just said, we've got an emergency act to satisfy the criteria. We're in an emergency. 
And when you go and look at what the criteria is, criteria has nothing to do with the communicable disease. It has to do with the resources that you need and that are available to you to handle whatever else is going on. So it could be anything. Like the example I like to use is mosquito bites. You have 4 million mosquito bites. Some people are gonna get West Nile, some people are gonna get Lyme disease, some people are gonna get whatever else, malaria, people are gonna get it. But for the most part, you're gonna get a mosquito bite and you're gonna be itchy and you're gonna just get on with your life. And no one's gonna ask you if you reported your mosquito bite to public health, no one's gonna step away from you or think you're diseased or like need anything from you. If you have fingernails to scratch them and if you don't have any symptoms, that something else is wrong based on, you know, like a, what do they call it, like a bullseye pattern or you're feeling unwell and you have all these, these bites won't clear up, something that you recognize there's no even worry about it. So we don't have a, even though we have 4 billion mosquito bites, imagine they reported mosquito bites, 4 billion mosquito bites, guys. What are we going to do? We better shut everything down. No, we've got fingernails. We can scratch them. We've got lotion. We've got stuff. We're good. So the same with COVID-19, it doesn't actually matter what is causing the strain on resources. You can't really call an emergency for a communicable disease. You have to say, we have a shortage of ventilators and that's the problem. We have a shortage of hospital beds and that's a problem. We have a shortage of resources or the resources are in delay or they're in question or something to do with resources. And everyone can, can look all this up and I have all the, the sections laid out here too that I can I can read, but they are they are a lot of little dry. Just the basic thing is, do we have the resources to handle it? So they'll say, well, they told us about the hospitals and they told us about this. And it's like, yeah, but they didn't declare it and they're not, giving us the inventory and they say, we'll get out of this when the cases come down. And it's actually has nothing to do with cases. According to Niagara Region Public Health, and you guys can go on their website, 95% of the people who test positive are isolated at home, which means they're taking zero strain on resources. So when we look at these cases, we have to take into account that 95% of them are not straining any resources, let alone ICU, let alone anything else. So it becomes this equation where you take the cases, you minus 95%, now you're at 5% of cases, and you divide that by the amount of resources you need in a given time period to handle those cases. And if you have enough, you're good. And you can go on Niagara Region Public Health and you can go to the COVID stats and the provincial indicators and it tells you where ICU is at and what their goal capacity and how they're not even hitting like their, their goal capacities right now. And you can go back a few years and you hear that they were at 105% and there was no emergency called. So you're like, okay, this doesn't really make any sense. What are the resources that they're talking about? Why is it determined on cases? It'll also show you what, what are called zone indicators. And I'm gonna read what those are because it's really interesting. What they're telling us is the criteria, contrary to what, by the way, Walter Sensick is saying in a public health meeting, on Tuesday, uh, where, you know, oh, there's many factors that go into this. Well, according to public health, there are three zone indicators that put us under, you know, prevent, protect, whatever baloney they've come up These with. These were the metrics he was talking about at uh, the public exactly. health. Exactly. Yeah. So let me tell you what the three of them that they tell us are. Where do I have them here? Oh, Rebecca's delegation. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The effective reproductive number the total number of new cases per week per 100,000 population and COVID-19 tests that are positive. So they've got a range and they say, okay, like 
basically if if one is in a lower one but one's in a higher one we go with the highest one so even if one of those indicators is in the higher range we're in so even if it's just positive tests regardless of any other criteria or any other considerations we're in the highest one mm-hmm. and in that delegation that Rebecca Hahn did uh, on Tuesday she had some really good evidence that 97 up to 97 percent of these PCR tests could be false positives mm. because we know that the Niagara Health St. Catherine site is cycling them at 45 cycles which is 20 cycles too many to get a reliable result you can spin so that. you look at it and you're like okay so we're kept under this because of possibly fraudulent PCR tests and it's also about the cases but what are these resources what are they talking about so you got to really wonder what's going on. And when you ask simple questions, you can't get an answer. No one knows what I'm talking about. I made a phone call to the police today and the officer said, yeah, but we don't have a constitution. I was like, oh yes, we do. And it's actually the anniversary on Saturday. And then I was just astounded to hear that because he said, why are you calling? I said, well, I'm calling to make sure you guys know that there's a constitution actually. That was why I was calling. It's just crazy. So. Anyways, back to back to these declarations. Not everyone knows this. There's actually been three of them. We're under the third one now. So the first one was famously March 17th, 15 days to flatten the curve that has now turned into, by the way, 394, right? Day 394 of 15 days. And, and that first declaration only lasted until July 24th. On the 21st, three days before they revoked that declaration, they came up with reopening Ontario and continued all these orders. Now, Emergency Management Civil Protection Act also states that the purpose of an emergency order is to protect people in times of a declared emergency. So you can really only have uh, an emergency only, an emergency order only has purpose in a declared emergency. So when they revoked the first declaration on July 24, 2020, reopening Ontario no longer had any purpose, no legal lawful purpose at that point. And it was just completely in opposition to uh, our Canadian charter and, and really the spirit of our country. And so they didn't actually declare another emergency until January 12th of 2021. That means over Christmas time, there was no declaration of emergency and those orders had no purpose. And they, you know, imposed that lockdown over the holidays and uh, I'm gonna call that criminal and leave it at that for now. So January 12th, they declare another emergency. Same, same kind of two whereas statements in a therefore, okay? Say it's been the same baloney each time where they're like, oh yeah, another emergency. What do you know? They put some more orders in during that time and they continue them again. They revoked that on February 26th. So only just recently, we were not under a declaration again until April 7th. So currently, yes, there is an actual declared emergency. So uh, by their theory, these orders without purpose, but they still have to limit their intrusiveness and be subject to the charter. And I would say covering my mouth and nose is pretty intrusive. I would say telling me who I can and can't have my home is pretty intrusive. I would say taking away, um, part of what brings me here is that I, I live with disabilities and 
Um, I delegated at some of the regional council and, and city councils about the, the mass bylaw and the discrimination that I that I faced because of this. And I, I was assaulted once too, because I didn't didn't put on a mask, you know, and, and that's and that's my business. And and people ask me, well, what makes me exempt? And I say the bylaw makes me exempt. Read it. Have you read it? No one's read it. They're enforcing laws they don't know. They're impersonating peace officers. And they're, you're ignorant of the law. It's two criminal charges right there, let alone being in opposition and contradiction of the bylaw and contravention and, and guilty of, a, of a, an offense that could get them a $1,000 fine. Numerous, actually, if you really want to get into that. But what brings me here is I live with disabilities. And in the beginning of this, I lost my physio. I lost my mental health services. I was discharged from three different mental health programs without my knowledge. <laughs> I didn't get a phone. I found out when I called two of them and I found out with a letter by another one. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good to know. So I do this because it's like, what life do we have to look forward to at this point? Dr. Herji put out a report just the other day in the same public health meeting admitting that the pandemic is adding to people's stress, is adding to the strain on our already strained mental health department, but we still have to pull people from mental health to administer vaccines because we don't have enough people to administer vaccines. Another really fun part of that report is that they can't keep staff in the contact tracing and in the info line because the public response is so negative that these staff keep quitting and they're in such high demand in medical admin that they keep losing them to other jobs and no one wants to work and they've had to reduce the hours of the of basically the snitch line and um, one, one other thing that they they've kind of pulled. So there's a lot of documentation out there. It kind of tells us straight up what they're doing, but it's boring wants to read it. Yeah. And I don't even want to read it. Tell me a little bit more about what snapped for you. What happened that made you pick up this ball or why this cause? And have you ever been an activist in, on anything else before? But what brought you to, I mean, you've gone into the impact on you. I get that. But yeah. was there a point when you said, that's it, this is all wrong, and I'm going to stand up and say something about it rather than lay down? Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of all kind of culminated. I guess what happened was I went to my family doctor, and they told me I needed to mask to come in, and there was all this confusion, and uh, you had to wait in your car. And what happened was because she's running late and she's past her regular hours and they have their phone set to automatically go to the answering service. So I'm in the parking lot, she's upstairs by the phone, but when I call, I get the answering service. And the answering service just tells you when their office hours are. So I'm like, okay, but how do I get, like, no, she's in there, I have an appointment. Well, you can't call them, you can't whatever. Oh, so she faxes them. And I'm like, okay, so they're maybe gonna get a fax, right? <laughs> And then they're going to call me downstairs. So I end up putting on a mask to go into the doctor's appointment. And it's a bit of a cluster and they stick me in this corner and I have a panic attack. I'm not supposed to wear them. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't go see my doctor now. So I had lost, I'd already lost all this other access. Now I lost access to my family doctor and I'm disabled and I need that. And it's crazy 
that I can't go see my family doctor now and I've been putting off a uh, scheduled exam to do with my chronic illness. And it's just now it's been well over a year since I, since I should have been examined. So that was one of the things. And another thing was that I was ambushed by the police more recently on February 8th. And that really just crossed a line for me because they used undue force. I'm, you can see me here. I was with a woman who's, you know, she's a retired school teacher and they, they surrounded the vehicle. Six of them came out banging on the glass for a gathering charge. And I'm just like, this is nuts. Like the sergeant who, who caught us and, and blocked me in with a rest UV. It wasn't enough for me to be blocked in with a rest UV and for her to come out and just chat with us about gathering. She had to call for backup and we hadn't done anything. We're sitting in a vehicle at this point. So, you know, she's trying to pin with the gathering. And I said, well, let me correct you. I, I was assembling and I have a right to assemble. And, and she dropped that, but really pushed a requirement to identify, which is another one of these, uh, these emergency laws that basically there's another report on the first declaration that explains why they made all of these laws. And part of that is uh, they made one that's a requirement to identify. And in the report, it's, it basically lays out that the common law provides an individual does not have to answer questions to a provincial offenses officer or a police officer. You don't have to answer the questions. So they had to make an emergency law that overrode the common law, which is our case law and precedent law. Okay, that's a precedent in Canada. That's our law system. So everyone knows it's actually based in the common law. And so they said, we have to override this. And we have to say that people have to identify themselves with their name, date of birth and address so that a provincial offenses officer or police officer can write a ticket and ticket this person under emergency management or under reopening Ontario. So they make these laws that basically say, we're not typically allowed to do this, or this probably wouldn't make it through legislative assembly, but under the emergency law, hey, we can do this. So even though they weren't gonna write me a ticket because she had no probable cause to assume I was gathering, now that I cleared that up, they still wanted me to identify myself to them, which they had no reason to. Like it's, that's, it, that provision comes under what's called enforcement of orders. It's only to enforce the orders. They weren't enforcing the orders. The only order they were enforcing was the enforcement. These, these are our tax dollars working here. Yeah, so I'm getting texts. My phone is blowing up from regular, normal citizens that don't have a public profile, that didn't help with the organization, that didn't speak at the event. They're all getting 880 times two at the door. I'm like... Really? I just got a list of people going, yep, I just got it. My wife just got it. We just got it. We just got wow. it. Just, my phone is blowing up right now. Wow, this, this is the intimidation tactics, and mm -hmm. this is the waste of resources. See, that's the thing about a state of emergency. They tell us, oh, hey, you know, we, we're pressed for resources, and then we go blowing all these resources. So, for example, with my summons, this was for uh, what I'm going to just call an assembly on January 13th. Well, I get a phone call on March 5th about it. And I'm like, the lady was parked across the street from where I was. I'm like, it took you six weeks to walk across the street to give me a ticket when you could have come over here and asked for my name, address and everything. She brought it to a different address associated with a piece of plastic that is my driver's license, not the living, breathing woman who's speaking right now. And uh, I'm like, wow, it took you guys six weeks to do that. Like, why are you wasting all these resources right now? Don't you know we're in a 
declare a state of emergency? Like what's going on in the region where that lady couldn't have walked across the street and issued me a ticket? Why would the police escort us and then issue us tickets? It really doesn't make sense. But the good news is, is that these tickets actually need to see the court. That's what makes the law. That's the common law. The common law happens in the courts. And then like, first it would go through legislative assembly and they would kind of sculpt it and fix it and say, okay, like you can't do this or this would be unpopular or we have rights. Sorry, you can't just make these laws. Goes through that process. And then people get charged or whatever and it goes to the courts and then the courts tweak it a bit, a bit too. Uh, and that's what's called the common law. That's the precedence that's set. And um, we have really interesting precedent set in our Supreme Courts here in Canada too that says it should be the normal behavior of a prudent and diligent individual to disobey an unlawful order. So we should be out there disobeying unlawful orders. If it's unlawful, absolutely. And then you take it to court and you tell them it's unlawful. And I can keep going with how, just how unlawful this gets because they didn't meet the criteria to declare the emergency to begin with. So if they didn't meet the criteria to declare the emergency, all emergency orders are unlawful. And not meeting the criteria and signing this, that's disobeying a statute and that's a criminal code charge. And you disobey, like they dis, every time they disobey it, it's another one. So it's like, a lot, dozens, dozens of disobeying a statute charges, just, just, just by this, and just by making these orders. So I want to explain a couple other things. Okay, yeah, the notwithstanding clause. I did go into that a little bit. I just want to explain too. So with the notwithstanding clause, the provincial government, there's only uh, I shouldn't say only because they're very important sections. It's section two. Section 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 that they can say is notwithstanding if they're going to do that. So those are our fundamental freedoms, our legal rights, and our equality rights. This is all something that I would suggest everybody looks into and just gets themselves a copy of a charter and just go through it little piece by piece and try to understand and look things up about it and uh, it's it's really like, I'll say our lives depend upon it. Our constitution depends upon it. Canada depends upon it. If you think you live in a, the great country of Canada, then you should know what a great country it is that has a constitution that took control of itself from the British. We were under the British North America Act before and then the queen gave it up in the Canada Act and then we were able to make a constitution. And you know, our prime minister now is his father who is doing these things. So, hey, you know, he should be all for it, right? Like he should be carrying on the tradition of his, of his father and, uh, and our constitution. I would hope anyways, I mean, if not, what, what, what criminal charge could we call that? Tell me a little bit more about the, um, the impact on your person. How's this? been affecting you and do you think you're Ugh. a typical of the lockdown or do you think you're suffering more than other people are because this idea that we're all in this together is horse horse crap um we're not all in this together Absolutely. some of us are losing our homes and our jobs and our businesses and our families and uh others are <laughs> kind of just skating along you know not missing a check and hey no big deal to me it, 
it, it boggles my mind that the people handing down these orders are not missing anything from their life financially anyways and uh and they're the ones who are telling us that five hundred dollars a week is a reasonable allowance right that's yeah. what the service five hundred dollars a week why didn't in the very beginning we go right down to that that's a whole other issue but but for me the impact is in one way it's affecting me differently because of my disabilities and, and losing all that like I was getting out of a knee brace and I was in physio for people with chronic, uh, chronic pain and, and chronic issues. And now I'm back with in my knee brace all the time and my kneecap dislocates and it, that's really shitty. So now not only am I, am I limping around so much more, uh, I'm limping around and facing discrimination because I won't wear a mask. I limp around with the, you know, with my whole face. Uh, I don't think I've been hit worse than a lot of people financially, especially because I'm on assistance for my disability. So that's been uh, a stable saving grace for me during all of this. But I, my goal is to, is to get better and to be off of these things. And uh, they've really just stunted all of that. Everything I do now is, is on my own and I can't do what a physiotherapist does. And I can't do what a group therapy session does either. So I think there's actually a lot of people worse off. And I feel like the impact of losing our small businesses and, and driving through a town, like today I drove through Niagara Falls and it's, it's ghost town today. And the amount of homeless people you see is up. And, and I feel like living in a, in a region where homelessness is on the rise, where mental health crises are on the rise, when it, where addiction is on the rise and drug and alcohol, just general usage and you know, we, we feel that we're going to feel that later and all the small businesses close down. Like, I don't want to live in that world. Those impacts haven't hit me yet. So mm -hmm. I really feel for these people. I lost my favorite client that gave me a sense of uh, dignity as a disabled person to have this job. But I, I lost a client on March 16th, right before all this. And it was like, holy shit, I'll never get that back. It was in social media uh, for tourism in the area. And it's like, everything's, everything's closed and everything's all, everyone's marketing budgets are tightened up or they're just all about these COVID regulations. And, and I like to correct people when they say, oh, the pandemic's affected you. I said, no, the government regulations surrounding it have. That's what's affecting me. I can go, I have no problem going about my life, but I go to these places and they're closed because the government convinced someone to close down. And, and I'll say this right here, right now, the sections 34 and 35 in the Canadian criminal code are about our, our defense uh, sections that say that you are allowed to take reasonable action to defend your property against anyone who would make it an operative and the government would make it an operative and they have, and they've, they've deemed that it's dangerous. They say you have to put a plexiglass and you have to do all of these things or else, and they shut you down anyways. You know, if lockdowns work, why aren't they working? If the masks work, why aren't they working? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But they haven't worked, you know, and and I don't know if if I use something several times, all like if I, I use something every day for the past year and it doesn't work, I stop using it maybe, you know, even after the first 15 days, like 
Every time they come out, they're like, we know this works because we did it last time. But here we are. I know I hate that one, but like, here we are Uh, again. If the lockdowns work, we wouldn't be here. If the masks were working, we wouldn't be here. And, you know, I've talked about this. uh, You know, it's all bad news the way the media treats this because they're in the swamp. They are hurting for dollars and the government's propping them up. And, you know, this... (laughs) It's so frustrating because here we have, at one point, we had five times the positive tests and half the deaths. The virus is obviously becoming, um, well, you know what viruses do after they go through the population, they weaken. They're not as transmittable and they're not as serious as it goes through the population. So We've just tra- all been asymptomatic in our immune now. Exactly. Asymptomatic is a part of the equation no one is talking about here and the media won't give you any good news one our positive tests are through the roof but our mortality rate is falling still two we're getting better at this it's yeah. it's dying out a little bit our our systems our immune systems are not that weak and if you look at the asymptomatic stats they talk about a number a factor of 10 so you take the positive tests and multiply that by 10, and that's the amount of people that are out in the society that have had it, are biologically immune to it, carry the antibody. So if that is true, and then, okay, so we've had, let's talk about the states, 30 million people infected. Right. We're, we're coming up on 200 million vaccinated. And then the asymptomatic out there we're already reaching herd immunity. Why Why is nobody saying there's hope? Listen, we're almost there. Death rate is down significantly despite the number of tests that are up, despite the fact that the number of the tests are are faulty. And then the asymptomatic. And 95% then the, of people are at home, mm-hmm. isolated at home. And what public health told me was they weren't so much worried about asymptomatic anymore. It was a pre-symptomatic. Right. The priest, I'm like, well, it's oh, always okay. something. It's the variant. It's pre-symptomatic. It's kids. And, it's um, not kids. It's really crazy. I believe it was on May. Where is it? May 1st. Yeah. May 1st of 2020. Okay. Apparently this is what Ontario is claiming that the coroners were so overloaded with the deaths in Ontario. And we know in Niagara region, it was like less than 50. Okay. And, and so we're like, it couldn't have been even one a day that the coroners were so overloaded that they had to make a regulation where now a nurse based on a positive PCR test can sign COVID on a death certificate. Wow. Because the coroners are so overloaded and you're going, what do you mean? Like there's only one coroner for what, all of Ontario? Like what, what do you mean? But people were dying before and only 700 more people died in 2020 than they did in 2019. So the coroners couldn't handle an extra 700, their arms hurt. From signing, they were they had carpal tunnel. We now we're out of coroners. Maybe the resources are coroners. We have no clue. But this is the kind of stuff they're telling us. And then it's like, I don't know, if I'm a nurse, like that that's a pretty big jump from a nurse to a coroner, I, I would assume. I I understand a nurse is gonna have knowledge a coroner doesn't, but since when is a nurse signing a death certificate? Hmm. That's really scary. These are the kind of crazy things that they're just kind of telling us. And you look at the stats and and then you realize, yeah, but that's not even of COVID. That's with COVID. 
So it, it makes even less sense because now they get a positive PCR and they don't do an autopsy. They don't even bother. They don't even bother with that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll tell you another, I, I've been thinking about it. And these are a couple of times when I kind of snap. Once was that it took me about 30 years to get diagnosed and I'm still not fully diagnosed. And for years I went into the medical industry and I said, hi, I have symptoms. <laughs> and they said, you have symptoms, but there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. So now they're telling me you don't have anything symptoms, but you have the plague. And I called public health and I said, look, I live alone. And the last thing I want to do is risk someone's life if I get the sniffles. So can you tell me what I should go and get for myself to have on hand from the pharmacy, mm -hmm. from the grocery store, mm -hmm. so that if it when this happens, because you know, it's out there, right? right? Oh my God. What should I do? And she goes, well, you treat it like you would any other cold. No vitamin and D, I said, no I go to the pharmacy and get whatever I need. Yeah, cold said, FX. Yeah. But she's just said, you treat it like anything else, get what you would normally get. And I said, well, normally I just wouldn't do anything. I'd go to the pharmacy if I really had to or felt like it. And I would call my friends and say, hey, you guys want to play some video games? So that's what I do. I treat it like a normal cold. If I have symptoms, it's a normal cold. If I don't have symptoms, I'm a biohazard. Hmm. Is that what we're saying here now? This lady had no idea what to say to me. And I'm like, do you get what you're telling people every day? Oh, it's just a regular cold. Well, then, then give me my life back. Statistically, you're more likely to die of suicide right now. And I think that as, as a, any human being deserves a dignity of choosing whether they would prefer to take their own life or possibly catch a cold and, you know, maybe die if, if you add 30 years and six comorbidities on to their lives. Like, it's so bizarre. Where, where, where we're at, especially considering they rushed all this through, they no longer call it novel, right? No. They no longer call it novel, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this isn't novel anymore, guys. You have no. to figure this out. Like you said, we're learning things. Like, take some, take some vitamins, get some fresh air. Get some exercise. Watch your okay. diet. Don't consume too much alcohol. You know, strangely enough, I had Mark Emery on the other day, and he's like, cigarettes, uh, cigarette and, and pot smokers are not at risk at this. You'll probably live. You'll be fine. And, it, you know, I think a lot of them think that, oh, well, I'm a smoker, right? I'm, this is going to get me. You know, there's, um, it, it's strange the amount, the amount of disinformation that's gone out there. And then if you, first of all, there's nothing that says a mask works. Okay, I'll give vaccines the benefit of the doubt for now. I'm personally not going to take one. I don't take a flu shot. Why would I take an experimental vaccine with no trial? Um, but if you want to take it, um, my father took it. I'm not, I'm not judging him. I don't live with them. He took the Pfizer vaccine. My friend of mine were at the beach the other day. She said, I, t I said, can you believe my father took the vaccine? He took the Pfizer. Can you believe it? She says, I go, it's the MNRA. It's like a gene, gene manipulation. It's blah, blah, blah. And she looks, she goes, oh my God, is he still your father? Oh, I could not laugh at that. But you know, yeah, I'm not going to judge. You want to wear a mask? That's fine. But there's no scientific evidence that masks do anything in fact the opposite now we have comparative city beside city state beside state one's got a mask law one doesn't there's absolutely no difference in fact the masks seem to be spreading more and then you know alicia makes a great point here like florida texas all declining why they've got no lockdowns they've got no restrictions they're not restri restricting people to their homes where the air is filthy inside not like outside where it's nice and clean and you're getting some exercise 
It's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know how much, like, uh, your gas tank's got to be running low and Alicia's got to be in the same, same boat. Like, I know some of us feed off the adrenaline rush, but my body is racked. My brain is mushy. Uh, you know, I don't feel sharp all the time because I'm constantly stressed by a new, um, narrative created by the media for lack of a better term like today they're knocking on my door while i'm doing a live broadcast with pastor sam talking about five ways to uh, five steps to ruin a nation uh yeah i hear ding dong ding dong well i'm not i'm broadcasting i'm not going up then my phone starts lighting up Matt, you got busted you got busted well Funny that uh, the standards yeah, article. Yeah, I don't know if it's for going out and being right out in the open, doing these things. You know, everyone else is is like this. Mm-hmm. The cops who could come and bust you look like this. And that was a big problem I had with this is how they and that that's a disguise and that's also against the law. And I'll tell you, they mean for things to be co- confusing because when people don't know, they make a decision to just not. Can we go to a restaurant? I don't know. Just forget about it, right? They don't even want to know. They don't want to look it up. They don't want to read about it. They don't want to understand their exams. They're just like, ah, it's easier to go along with it or, you know, whatever it is. And it's really, we're at a a crucial point here. We're at a crucial point where we're being manipulated. We're being intimidated. And this is what I'm going to say. Yeah, the adrenaline can get you so far, but you will crash and you will oh, burn. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. keeps me going is uh, I take care of myself as much as I can. And the truth. The truth. That's why I, I, I this is so boring, but I can, I can read it and understand it. I don't have time for other things. My old life, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for watching TV shows or, or anything like this. I only have a mind for this right now because I'm like, yes, uh, I'm... It, it's here. It, it says it right here. I look forward to May twentieth when I or the in the time beforehand when I start getting my items of disclosure. Where I ask, can you tell me what the resources are? Do you have a report? Do you have the inventory? I'd like to see the management reports on this. I want to see. Uh, they told I was told by a court court clerk or a court employee that eleven um, B right to a speedy trial basically has uh, is on hold. And I said, well, I need documentation of that. So I'm asking for like, is this in good standing? Is it not? I want documentation of this or to the contrary. And, and, and all of these things, like show me where that has a jurisdiction. And, and this says it has to be to the charter. And I told them I'm going to do a constitutional challenge on it because it has, I'm excited for this. If I prove the constitutional challenge, well, guess what's going to make it a lot easier for everyone else who got one. Those 880 things will go away so fast. They go in, they ask you, oh, did you want to pay some of this? Do you feel like paying a little bit? How much would you be willing to pay? And, and some people go, I'll give you 50 bucks, and they, and they clear it. And some people go, I'll give you nothing. And those are being cleared too. It just has to be publicized. They don't, they're not publicizing it. They've closed the courts, you know, to anything but this. And everything's just lagging and lagging and lagging and lagging. And they did it on purpose. Wow, and that's corrupting an essential service. You're carrying the show tonight, girl. Amanda Shills. I love this girl to the moon. Uh, Thank you for giving her voice a platform. Chaz wants to know where he can follow you. I don't know if maybe he can get a hold of Alicia and can set him up on that uh, Telegram group or whatever, because I don't think you have too many social media accounts, right? Yeah, I have a Telegram. 
uh, channel. It's Danielle uh, Rantanet. And also okay. uh, on Rumble, some assembly required news media, all one word. Okay. Speaking oh, of. I, I haven't updated for a while because it's just been, there's been a lot going on, you know, like <laughs> this is, and they mean it to be. So like it, they, they mean it to be confusing. Uh, they mean to come at you from all angles. You know, they're intimidated. That's it. Carrie Porter said that we were part of a white supremacist rally. Like who? It's just Carrie Porter, city councilor for oh, Ward Four. Never heard of her. Oh yeah. Oh, well, oh the, I remember. I remember her, her mouth now. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Carrie wear a mask, Porter. <laughs> that's that's her, her moniker right now. And I've been I mean, on a fucking tear. Like, oh, sorry. I've been on an absolute like last night. <laughs> Once I get the comedy rolling, see, I make me laugh. So I don't care if you think I'm funny or not. I'm having a blast. And last night was just, I could not stop. And then I, <laughs> I've got a really nice video of Carrie Porter's mouth. Anyway, and Grant's forehead today. Wow, that thing's big. And, oh, uh, uh, and girls that stand for freedom are hot, but this is not bubbles uh anyway tell me about your um assessment and the impact of the media coverage that you've received oh, gosh. uh I, we know it's all it's it's messed up man and it's not always yeah. been that way i mean i've been dealing with the media for well in one way or another since 1993 politically as a candidate and you know i, I, I was friendly with grant lafleche just like I was friendly with Matthew Van Dodgen and Calvin Reed and all that came before him. Like it was my, it's my job to make friends with the media when I'm in uh, a campaign. And I did a decent job at that. And I think for the most part, they covered me fairly. I mean, I think maybe it was Matthew Van Dodgen, but uh, whoever picked the headline was, you know, fan and steel show. I have fun with these debates. I'm, I'm decent at it. A lot of the guys get up there and they just read their things. So, anyways, I, I appreciate your imp you telling us a little bit about the impact. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty obvious how I've gone from friendly now. with the media to hated. Yeah. Uh, but I just wonder what your experience has been. They're just—they're so aggressive. They're telling people how to think, and and it was interesting when um, when I did the first delegation. There was several of us, I think six or seven, and so they kind of tried to pick apart. Uh, each person's argument or, or say like all the, like pick the one thing and take it out of context, but they couldn't actually find anything with mine. And it just said, St. Catherine's resident, uh, Danielle pointed out that the bylaw is unenforceable. That's all they could say about me. And other than that, I don't think I've really been named. Uh, luckily I, they did try to fact check hugs over mass. And I had to tell Grant LaFleche, if you're going to do a fact check, you have to back it up with facts. He didn't do one citation. So what he said was they make these claims and these claims are false, but he didn't prove them false. He didn't counter something else to be true. He didn't cite a thing. The article, you know, was of course this big, right? The, the grant it says two minute read. It's like 30 seconds, right? His famous <laughs> uh, baloney post. Grunts, runs. But I, yeah, I can't even I can't even be be part of it. I can't even read it because it's just so blatantly bad. And that's why I said, okay, so a bunch of people who already are with him and believe him are just going to be reinforced. Whereas all of us know that it's bullshit. I don't think anyone's going to be swayed who wasn't already on the fence. And once we prove a few things in the months to come, I think people w will be more uh, willing to go out there. 
the the problem is is that they're they're probably going to have a stricter stricter rules you know so who knows if we we even get there but uh I, i'm going for it and i don't care what the media says or what grant laflesh is going to say about me that guy's got to wake up every day and be Grant LaFleche. And I can't think of a worse punishment for a person than to wake up and be Grant LaFleche. So I don't worry about him, right? Hmm. How can you worry about him? Life's taking care of that for me. He's got to wake up and be that idiot every day. Well, I don't, I, I don't have a comeback for that. I can't believe that I'm actually... Um, hey, I got to wake up words. and be me. So, right? So you have fun with, with what you do. And, and I got to have fun with this. The government took away... Uh, my entertainment, my joy, my physio, my all my routines, they took away my job. What else do I have to do but this now? I don't have anything else to do. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with it and uh, mm. I'm gonna make fun of Grant Flash too. I Absolutely. can't wait to get a little bit of uh, legal advice, but I think I know how this is gonna go down. These tickets and summonses, I don't see how they hold anyway legally uh paul layton says you're a hero you're a hero danielle <laughs> and you too alicia uh shelby cleese hello lewis lambert is Hi, in Aaron han mike rolston what mikey what up yo anyway i love you man it takes a lot of balls to stand i'm so proud of the women in this town and in my life right now weird amount no, I don't know. I think you don't normally think of the women as the activists and the ones that get riled up and say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. But I guess it's natural from the standpoint that most of these women are mothers. Most of these women have children and they're more prone to protect their children than the guys that's out, you know. It's just different yeah, for a I woman. I don't personally have kids, and that's why I'm kind of willing to to prove this one way or another. Because even just like my niece and my nephews, and and like you know, I, I've done a few talks, and there's a 15 year old kid who comes up to me and says, "I don't want to graduate high school and go directly onto basic income." And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, but you think about it, like I, you know, it it's scary. Like when I think of what university has become these days, I'm like, man, really? like. If you took away campus life from university, like, what's the point? And that's what they've done. And it's just like, wow, we're going to have a lot of boring people in, in the world to come. So we got to do something uh, about it now. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it because otherwise I'm miserable in a lockdown. So <laughs> got to be happy to do this, right? Yeah, well, I know it does take its toll, and so I appreciate you for standing up. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Muriel, from, she's an electrician in Hamilton, big gonads, lover. She's She goes to all these protests, and I, I'm not a protester. I don't march. It makes me feel awkward and weird. I, I don't need to feel more awkward and weird than I already do. But she goes to all these, and she said she was so impressed by the amount of men that were at this last rally because th most of these rallies have been dominated by women. And I'm really getting that the men are cucking for what media, whatever, likes, clicks. I mean, where are the good men that's... And, you know, I was telling my, my guys in men's group today, thank God I've got a decent men's group. I'm like, you know what, just finally, after, you know, 45 days of hate last May... And then it came back a little bit this time, but not near as 
much as I got the last time the fake news came out. You know, what a one-sided story about my filthy mouth, you know? Um, and I had so much hate mail. I mean, this, uh, I won't even say, one girl came to my Jim Fannin show page. I've read this out loud before. It's just, she used the word on me that I used, and it's so hilarious. She said, you came out of one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to go with it all. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking to see the young kids in masks. It's sad to see our men not standing. Well, they're beginning to now, I guess. But yeah, they're they're coming out. Mm-hmm. We, we welcome we welcome everyone. You know, everyone. The way I put it is like, do you believe we have a constitution? Do you, do you believe in your bill of rights? Hey, come on out. You know, if you if you have rights, you can be there. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, uh, the rumor is Doug Ford's going to announce some more restrictions. I can't imagine what would be next. Maybe a curfew, maybe travel restrictions. In in Australia, they had 5K from their house one time. But um, I don't see how I'm going to get a ticket watching the sunset on Sunset Beach. Well, the good news is, too, that there are 14 million Ontarians and many, many less police. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so many fewer police. So Mm. Ontario is going to be really hard to enforce. The the enforcement is in your mind. The controlled opposition is in your mind right now. That's the biggest one to watch for is the enforcement in your mind where you think, oh, well, I better not, or some of my... Guys, I I, I live my life. I live my life. As much as I can, you know, as much as I, as, as I can, that's, that's what I'm doing. And, uh, we'll see what happens in court. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I love you. Give yeah, my best too, to man. Alicia. And, uh, if I can get a hold of the feeds on Saturday, I've got Tommy Gunn coming in. That's going to play live Saturday at one. I canceled him last week because I, I had a date over on lake street and um so i thought and i thought i'm like i cannot i'm not going to cancel this guy again and for for that matter i'm glad i didn't because i think i can just sit here and pick up your streams all day and just continue to feed all different live streams i don't care if i'm actually broadcasting audio you don't have to hear it all but maybe i'll do a marathon jim fannin show with footage in the background of all the I mean, the speeches I could carry, but that's why I said to Alicia, I said, if we go hashtag no no lockdown nag or something like that, because the kids, the millennials, will not use a hashtag that's longer than three letters. (laughs) How do you spell lockdown? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, N-M-L-N. Just do the acronym. Yeah. No more lockdown nagra. All right, kiddo. Thanks for coming in. Anything you want to get off before we get done here? Well, yeah, seven fifty-five. Well, that hour went quickly. Yeah, celebrate the Constitution this Saturday, the seventeenth, and, and every other day for that matter, because it's always there for you. You got that right. Okay. Well, thank you. You took a load off me for my Thursday night uh, Jim Fannin right. show live. It's good. And the, the uh, wow, you carrying 29 on fake book, 30 on Periscope. Wow. Good viewing. 
Nice. Way to go, Danielle. Let me know if you... uh, if you've got a connection with Alicia, I've been try- I've been working her really not strong enough to get her to come on the show and say her piece. So if you've got a, like an in there, sure. see if you can, you know, drug her or I'll twist work, her I'll, arm or something like that. I'd work her over it, sure. Yeah, all right. All right, we'll talk soon. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. We'll get caught up again soon. Sounds good. Peace out, y'all. Bye. That's how you do that. <laughs> well, what do you think? strong presentation Uh, she's been a delegation before niagara region uh more than once um you gotta love the strong women and i'm loving liking to see the strong men coming coming around because it seemed like it just weren't around (laughs) hey can i put my oh my camera is on weird hey now what's going on um we could we could cruise my fake book feed. I think it's only fair because excuse me. I um feel like this is my therapy. Is <laughs> making fun. <laughs> this is not loving teasing. <laughs> this is outright blah. <laughs> This this is not moving. <laughs> so if nothing else, you ugly maggot. <laughs> Shouldn't say that. I got the video up here as well of... <laughs> sorry, I just can't help the comedy. I can't stop. Knob and slob on... <laughs> knob and slob? Yeah. Knob and slob. This is the fun. All right, so we're almost. (laughs) Knob and slob. Tom McConnell and Grant LaFleche. The whole interview's there. (laughs) Go check it out. It's on my new channel. (laughs) Andy, you know, I'm sorry that I dated your wife before you married her. It's not the end of the world. (laughs) I couldn't have soiled her that badly if you still married her get over yourself young man (laughs) andy watches every single one of my shows (laughs) i can see him coming in on the twitter feed andrew w gill one is watching now (sighs) okay i i wanted to get i wanted to get the bubbles Oh. Uh, apparently I have fines I'm going to need a lawyer and I have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash free speech you can e- you can email me cash at realestate.teamniagara.ca on PayPal I'm, I don't I don't pimp that very often and lately I've been doing more on that I do have two patrons now uh, what well, I I I mean, if you can't tease the cops, then who can you tease? Here it is. Here it is, kids. Um, among those to receive two eight hundred and eighty dollar fines 
our disgraced former St. Catharines Regional Councillor Andy Petrowski. Controversial, lo- controversial, controversial local podcaster Jim Fannin, anti-lockdown activist Shandor Legafaldi, and Thorold City Councilor Jim Hanley. What's up with the two fines, dudes? You think two fi- two fines are better than one? Like two masks are better than one? They're getting thrown out, doofuses! What a waste of resources! Leighton, stop it, Leighton. Don't get me going. <laughs> she might have told him he's a little short on the lower mechanics. I heard he needs the blue purple pill, whatever color that pill is. <laughs> Pastor Sam Jones was a great conversation today. You can catch it on YouTube or over here on the fake book. Uh, I'm trying to get... <laughs> I'm trying to get down to uh, bubbles. Oh, maybe I should just go through like this. Sean Summers, he's a great follow. I'm a great follow. What is this? Not mine. Oh, these are all Sean Summers's. What ha- what happened? How did I get on his? I was going through his. Okay, so where is my? Stakeums goes yard. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Cool. Here's two of my favorite people. Yep. Juliet Dunn and Peter Shea. Legends. Uh, Big Rude Jake went live today. He's from Niagara. Big city guy now. Great. Lunchtime. What's he calling it? Lunchtime rocks or something. Uh, in the lockdown caucus today, Max Bernier, Randy Hilder, and Pastor Mike Thiessen. Thiessen? Um It's live. It's right here, and my commentary follows as soon as it's done. Word. That one got a lot of views. It's never been a better time to be a gun owner, Jim Fannin says. I just want to tell you. I want to remind you one more time. This account right here that you're looking at, it's a Facebook account. It's not a human being. Okay, there's a human behind it. I think we all need to be conscious of, like, there's a human on the other end of that. But I don't go around saying this stuff. And some of it's just pure comedy. Like, I apologize to Laura Yep. I said, I'm sorry, you're not dumb. Like, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Stop it if you... I mean, seriously. Life's too short, dudes. Um, what? Half a million dollar for a shitter that cleans itself. Does it take... Does it pick up the dirty needles after they're done? And does it dispose of them in the biohazard waste? I talked about this earlier. I can't even be mad at Walter Senzik for doing anything at city council on his second term of mayor because he's done nothing. I mean nothing. A hashtag is what he's got. Compassionate city. 40 G's he paid for that bad boy. I heard. Oh, man, I don't need this stuff. Carrie, wear a mask, Porter. You should wear a mask at all times, Carrie Porter. 
but I wouldn't want to do anything to cover up that that mouth of yours. This is Joy Reed. She's handsome. I'm going somewhere, kids. I'm get. I'm actually getting somewhere. This is your trusted news source, six ten CKTV. Ooh, gross. CHCH pretends to be news. Jake Tapper. True Anon. Now, this is a slag at Justin Trudeau because he makes up his own facts and Jake Tapper's caught on to it. It's like you'd see the day that CNN is trashing. My goodness. Michelle Rempel Garner says it took a CNN reporter to label Trudeau's brand of spin for his failures and incompetence. Quote, true anon. True dope. Uncle Race Bait is back. My name's Barack Obama, and I bait races everywhere. Here is uh, Sam Hyde talking about female cops. Three weeks ago, he says, trust me, somebody's going to get shot. And if you get pulled over from a, by, by a woman cop, by a female cop, you better have a Kevlar jacket on because one day she's going to pull out her taser, think it's a gun, and shoot your ass. Three weeks ago, he said that. Profit. Chris Biggs, you got I. I hey, thanks this. everybody for coming. Uh, welcome to the third wave lockdown emotional status meeting. We'll uh, start with attendance. Um, mild depression and boredom. Uh, paranoia. I don't think I could get shut down for copyright on this. Okay. Um, social responsibility. Present. Dildo. Reckless rebellion. Wow! Who wants to lick some handrails? <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's not going far. I, that's my guy I, doing the reps. That's the one I want to hang exhaustion. around with. Exhaustion. <laughs> you want to wake him up? No? Uh, irrational optimism. <laughs> wow. Okay. And uh, Chris Biggs, everyone. What the f*** are you looking at? I don't I don't know Biggs all that well. He was at the station. He's probably still at the station, but I did spend some time at the station, so I would pass him in the halls and give a what's up and whatever. Biggs. Biggs. Okay. Thank you, Biggs. You made my day. He's doing a lot of these videos, and I just can't stop. Here's Santa Monica, uh, close at Venice Beach. It's, it's Tent City, baby. Let's bring in those illegals. It's all good. Ooh. And I'm getting bandwidth error. Ooh, it's 8 o'clock. i got to get out of here. Street Fighter. Okay, where was I going? I was going somewhere with this. Where's the hot chicks on my page? Uh, Yeah, not pending anymore. <laughs> Me and my big mouth. CBC gets in with a, hell, a hit piece on Mayor Dave. Here we go. This is what I'm looking for. How do I click on it? Women that stand for freedom are hot. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the one. 
Oh, no, that's not it. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't care if you think it's funny. I kill myself. Where's the... Um... Oh. The long face. <laughs> Why the long face? Oh, you got to check out Dice. Oh, what happened? Did I cruise by it? Zuby's uh, terrific. You got to get on cock-a-doodle-doo. There's me at 610. Now, these guys don't want to be associated with me anymore because they fired me for making fun of a local festival called the Niagara Wine Festival. <laughs> Grape and wine. But I used to work for 610. Back when I was just a young white supremacist. Young white supremacist. Um. <laughs> I could not stop. This is. Oh, does it make you feel sexy? That. I mean, you can't. What is that? Saxophone? You can't. You can't hear that sax without getting all riled up, all horned up, all randy. <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. Here we go. Why the... F <laughs> Why the long face bubbles? <laughs> Mike Sadowski, no kitty love. I, I, bubbles just came to me at the last minute. I was just going to put up... No, <laughs> Why the long face? Because that is the long face. It looks even longer than that you shaved your beard and lost all that hair. Sorry, Walter. Get some plugs. You get the money. Does Walter live in Grimsby now? What? That wouldn't be very cool. I hear that. Has he got kids? Or just one on the way? No kitty love. Uh, anyway, last night I was on fire. I, I couldn't stop. Uh, it started with this. I kill myself. That's all I need to know. That's all I need. I'm just here for me. Thank you, Mishi. I'll read that later. I don't want to read this on air. It's kind of long. Keep making us laugh. We need it more than ever. I don't find my... I do find myself funny, but when I listen to Gavin McInnes, I think to myself, I can never be that funny. He's killer. But if you find me funny, good. That's what it's all about. It's too... Life's too short. So, I know it's mean. I'm not very Christian. I get it. I, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sober, and I need something to get me off <laughs> oh goodness gracious oh why the long face bubbles man that's a good looking human being right there alright I don't know what else I think I'm I think I'm done what do you think Leighton am I out of here I should play some Leighton music shouldn't I because I find if I just take in a musical interlude like a commercial break and use the potty I come back refreshed and ready to go again. Even at, well, I didn't talk for very long, but it's, it's an hour, 11 minutes since we've been rolling here. 
Stefanos, thank you for checking it out. DJ, love you, brother. DJ, it, uh, I, I said this the other day, but my mic was off. Is my mic on? Yeah, okay, good. I hate when I do an hour and a half and then I look down and my mic's on mute. Deej, don't think I'm missing the comment in my live feed before I even break out the, and here we go. I love it. I love it as a comment, Deej. Thank you. Um, I could, am I set up? Am I set up to play some music? I can always go back to old reliable, which is, uh, which is uh, M Factor, Matthew, Matt McPherson, M Factor, that tune, uh, Want Some? That's pretty good. Well, let me see if I can find, I have to switch YouTube accounts here. I tell you, a brand new uh, YouTube channel, and I have four subs on it already in like one day. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm that good. Here comes Knob and Slava, Tom McConnell and Grunt. All right, so we're almost easy, always easy, meeting virtually. Settle the fuck down, Tommy. I don't need you that loud. Okay, so now I'm on the right plan here. I'm going to go into studio, and then we're going to we're going to give you a little bit of Paul Layton on keyboards. Thanks for sticking around. Jim Diodati, where is he taking a stand? Well, I mean, he came on my sto uh, show, yeah. He took a stand there, definitely. That mouth, ooh, ooh. I wish I could shave my mouth to look that hot when it speaks. My lips aren't plump enough. I think I'm going to get some work done on them. What? Well, these are just my lips. Nothing. What? You don't like my lips? You love my lips. What? No, do you? No, it's just what God gave me. Jams? Okay, where are we going? What do we got here? Ten minutes worth? What do we got? No, not that one. I don't think we listened to this one yet, Layton. I just don't want the conversations to come up in the background because I don't need, you know, people hearing me talk about them in what should be private. Oh, is this me? No. Maybe, maybe this is me. <laughs> Doesn't sound very put together. sounds with the keyboard. <laughs> For a drunk bastard. <laughs> I will I will read this anonymously. That why the long face bubble post after my Killed me. Had me laughing for hours. For the record, I think you're fucking hilarious for a drunk bastard. <laughs> Funny's funny. Drunk or not. Today I'm sober. 
Who is this? Is this you, Layton? Okay, whoever it is. I don't think it's me. All right, let's see if we got some good tunes here. Just scrolling through. I gotta start labeling these, Paul. Maybe I should make some of them uh, public. No. Start recording. Oh, <laughs> that's not. I don't need any surprises. Okay, is this it? Oh no no no. No, no, you can't see a smoky room. That's now not I'm for recording. You. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. I don't need any more trouble. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of it, but Is this anything good? That wasn't you, eh? Maybe it was a uh, hottie. Maybe it was me, I don't know. This sounds like heaven. Is that MJ in the keys? This is definitely heaven. Heaven instrument. Oh, he didn't play it. Okay. This is a lot of work, Leighton. Where are my jams? Way too long. Oh, that one's too low. Damn, it's not good. Maybe I got another. Oh, maybe this one's it. Who's a good boat? <laughs> Who's a good boat? You're a good boat. gastrointestinal system but it's not loving me today just weird because I didn't even drink last night I don't want too much coffee on an empty stomach maybe today all right is this where I sign out and get help maybe have a drink Ugh. thanks for joining me tonight well wow, I can't believe you guys are still stuck with it um, like it, share it, comment below, and even if you hate it, say something. It's good for the algos. Okay. Okay. I think we should hear Matthew James Blake play um, Street Sweeper with Jimmy Fannin on drums. Yes? Yes? Yes. Where's that at? Different... Uh, Let's do this. Different playlist. Studio. Oh, sorry, I 
cut your tans. Playlist. Where's my MJB? Where the hell did he go? Excuse me. Oh, man. My guts are not well. Where's my MJB? Wrong. Wrong account. Um, no, it should be the right account. Stick around. It's going to be worth it, kids. Well, it might not be worth it, but I don't really care. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, here's one. Is this heaven? Is this Street Sweeper? Yeah, but I remember to. Good. good. Oh, this is heaven. Well, that happens a lot. Listen to me bullshitting. So full of it. And it shall never be seen by anyone. Cat one, two. Clowning. I did not play the drums well on this song. What a fucking witch this kid is. With the birds in the trees in heaven. I did see Rebecca Hahn. Not Jessica Hahn. I've seen her too. Who's the guy on the drums? How about that chair? How about that empty chair? Isn't that hot? That's MJ Blake. Or MJ. That's MJ Blake. Yeah, MJ Blake. The drummer sucks. You'll see a rainbow there. Yes, you will. But all your friends will be there. No, they will. All in heaven. 25 still, eh? Jeez, you guys are really hanging in there. When I climb that mountain. Across a great divide. When I hold out my hand, I know you'll be there. You'll all be there in heaven. Woo. All in heaven. Hallelujah. All in heaven. All in heaven. All in heaven. Woo. Lord have mercy. the drummer scratching the you know, swirling on the skins talented for the second time he sat down behind a kid well not the second but pretty much well, I hit the block a couple times yay Jim <laughs> that drummer is fire man you know the drummer's always hot Damien Smith drummer's hot right Lord have mercy Time to get out of here, right? Alright. Peace. Love.
hug your neighbor, take the damn diaper off your beautiful mouth, Carrie Porter. Yeah. Ow.